Chapter 41 Look over there A faint rueful smile lit up the prince's face at Senadipati Bodhi Vikramakesari's dramatic announcement It would seem that my heart's turmoil is at an end at last he murmured almost to himself Senadipati Parthivendran chose to rather predictably explode in spectacular wrath and rose at once What did you just say? Is this the truth? Ah, why didn't I know before? Now I see why you practically dragged that lunatic girl all the way here. But I ask you again, is it really true that the Paravetariers have sent warships to imprison his highness? If one is willing to believe what this girl swears she heard and saw with her own eyes and ears, then yes, it is. Tirukkovil or Miladodaya's predictions have come true then. Ah, truly, that wily old man was the only one to see through these scheming parvetarias. But Senadipati, why do you sit still having known this this terrible news for so long? How could you? Sending men to arrest the great grandson of the illustrious Parandaka Chodar, the most beloved son of Emperor Sundara Chodar. the prince dearly loved by every chora citizen the very apple of their eyes the cherished younger brother of crown prince aditya karigalar ah has it come to this indeed what more are we waiting for let's start at once and march all the way to those treacherous ships raise them to the ground and give them a most indecent burial on this very island and then we shall carry out everything as planned why hesitate Parthibindran spluttered and practically spewed fury at a great rate. Do get up all of you. Some suspicion about your reaction did cross my mind, Parthibindra. Senadipati gazed up at him, which explains my silence until now about the girl's message. Haste will not help us here. We ought to think about what we know and plan accordingly. Think and plan? What on earth are we supposed to think about, pray? Your Highness He turned to Arunmuli Varma at once. Do tell us what elaborate plans we are supposed to make. Whatever concerns you may have had before, surely they've all crumbled to dust now. The Paravetariers deserve to be annihilated, don't they? It would be best to learn the Senadipati's sentiments first. Was the prince's non-committal reply. Why don't we? Ayya. He turned towards the commander without the slightest sign of outrage or anxiety. What is it that you say we must think about? The men who are here to imprison. <laughs> Forgive me. My tongue simply refuses to even see little better than a prisoner. No one can seek an audience with him or even speak a few words without their express approval. Ah, the treatment they meted out just because I dared to utter a word. Appa, my hands still ache from Chinna Parivetaria's iron grip. and vandithevan massaged his wrists in remembered pain and loathing well done balavaraya say it like it is boy you know i didn't quite do you justice exulted parthivendran let the prince and the senadipati know the truth about tanjay he is made known everything that needed to be known so i shall spare him the repetition said the prince and turned to vandithevan you offered to bring back our runaway ayya but i see you here still I'd like to learn this precious message first hand. So escort her to us please. She seemed slightly wanting from what I can see. Tread lightly, won't you? 
Certainly I will, Your Highness. I'm on my way as we speak. But please know this. Never, not for a single moment, shall I entertain the idea of the Parivetariya's laying a finger on you, let alone arresting you. Vandyatevan declared as he stalked away. Not as long as there's life in this body. You haven't revealed your opinion yet, Senadipadi, said the prince, continuing the conversation. I will now. Attempt no meeting with the men sent by the Paravur brothers. Rather, depart for Kanchi at once in Parthibendran's ship. I, for my part, shall journey to Tanjay, seek a personal audience with the Chakravarti and learn the true state of affairs. <laughs> as well stick your head into the lion's gaping maw, Parthibendran snorted. You'll never make it out of that place alive. Rather, a straight passage to Tanjay's famed dungeons would be your fate. You wouldn't even, I wager, be able to see the emperor. How dare you? Who in Choranad possesses the temerity to even attempt such a thing? No one is man enough to stop me from seeking an audience with the Chakravarti either. And another thing, Chief Minister Aniruddha Brahmarayar is there as well. Yes, he's present, and a fat lot of good that is. Not even he can manage to wrangle a meeting with the emperor. And why? There stands his own trusted disciple. Why not ask his opinion? Ah, yes. The Senadipati turned towards Arvar Kadyan. This Vaishnavite's presence completely slipped my mind. Why this profound silence, Thirumalai? You have not turned mute, have you? Like the prince mentioned just now. God has given us ears too, Senadipati, but only one mouth. Therefore, use your ears twice as much as your mouth. Listen more and talk less has always been one of my guru's cherished maxims. Arvar Kadyan stated in dulcet tones. In particular must I follow this priceless rule, he's decreed, when bearing witness to discussions involving royal affairs of extreme delicacy and uh, discretion. And a wonderful disciple you have proved to be thus far. But do favor us with your opinion, now that we are asking you ourselves. Favor you with my opinion on what exactly, Senadipati? The issue that has us all in a raging discussion at the moment. What course of action do you think the prince must take at this juncture? Stay in Ilangai or leave for Kanchi? Permission to reveal my honest opinion? I will if His Highness will allow it. Arul Maribarmar, lost in reverie until that moment, now raised his head to stare at the Vaishnavite. By all means, Tirmalai, there's no reason for you to hesitate, he encouraged. Let me know what you think. Find the most guarded prison in Ilangai, in a highly secret location, and place the prince there, under additional and highly efficient security, of course. There was perfect silence for a moment, and then... What sort of ridiculous nonsense is this? demanded the Senadipati. You could have hardly picked a worse time for your tomfoolery, spat Parthibindran. I am neither indulging in a practical joke nor am I spouting nonsensical drivel, Arvar Kadyan said quite calmly. You asked me for my honest opinion and I gave it. Last night, the prince was almost buried alive under a crumbling mansion as he walked along the streets of Anuradhapuram. Later, we were resting in an old home and left it briefly on some pretext. The house went up in flames within an hour. You may confirm the truth of these incidents with His Highness if you please. One look at the prince's expressive face, however, and the two listening men 
knew that everything that Arvar Kadyan related had indeed happened. On whose account did these dangerous events occur, pray? Ask him, Maya, for who on earth would burn down mansions to assassinate either me or Vandiyatevan? There's no doubt about it. Someone is trying to murder His Highness, of course. Parthibindran jumped up at once. This makes it imperative that the prince accompany me to Kanchi. Not on your life, Arvar Kadyan remarked crisply. If that's the alternative, we may as well ship him off to the Paravetarias. What did you say, you, you impudent rogue Vaishnavite? Parthibindran unsheathed his sword with a hiss. Tirmalai, the Senadipati exclaimed, scandalized, while simultaneously pushing Parthibindran back into his seat. How could you say such a thing? You ought to know that the Pallava science loyalty to the Choras is unquestionable. That his integrity is such that... Indeed, Senadipati, I am well aware that Parthibindran's fidelity is beyond reproach and that he cherishes the very greatest regard for them. But is that enough, pray? I can vouch for the fact that Parthibindran would give his life for those who claim friendship, Tirmalai, offered the commander. That may well be true, but I should like to ask him just one question. Pray request him, Senadipati, to honour me with an answer. When we were in the vicinity of Tampallai, the evening of the day before, we saw him in the company of two men. Who were they? Ask him where they are now. I, for the first time in the discussion, Parthibindran looked rather disconcerted. I, I came across them in Trikonamalai, he said with visible hesitation. They swore they knew the prince's location and that they would take me to him, but vanished without a trace in Anuradhapuram. Why do you ask Vaishnavite? You wouldn't happen to know anything about them, would you? I know them as two among a vicious group of conspirators who have sworn to destroy the Chora dynasty without a trace. What's more, I suspect that they were the ones behind the attack on His Highness in Anuradhapuram. Ah! Arvar Kadyan exclaimed suddenly. Look over there! He pointed to a place a little distance from the Mandabam. Amidst the dense shrubbery and thickly clustering trees stood a handsome young man and a pretty lass. It could be seen that these were Vandyatevan and Pungurali. The Varnar warrior, who had been speaking seriously, suddenly whirled and flung away a dagger. It sailed through the air and landed in a thorny bush. A pained screech rose from within.